What's good? Welcome to another episode of Living Single with Yana Janae. I'm going to go ahead and say that you're probably going to hear some background noise on this one because I am recording from a local coffee shop. You might be wondering like, Yana, why are you doing that? Well, the reason why is because I am currently homeless. Yes, uh, (laughs) currently homeless. Um, I am in the process of buying a home and y'all, it has been, it has been a journey. It has been a very, very long journey. Long story short, um, have had five different closing dates. Um, so there's been lots of tears, lots of drained energy, um, tiredness, anger, confusion, uh, helplessness, (laughs) um, all of it. But um, praise God by by His grace. Um, it seems like closing is going to happen tomorrow. So, so so excited about it. I know that closing better happen tomorrow because lots and lots of money has been transferred <laughs> and wired. But that's been a bit a big part of the reason why I haven't recorded or posted a podcast in the last month or so. Um, and to be honest, like I came out of the end of the year just tired. Um, just really, really tired and fatigued and um, ended up getting some time to like really be still and out of that. Just wanted to sort of sit in that for a little bit longer. Um, and then also just to focus on this transition of of moving. Um, I had been living in this house for like four years and it just had become just this precious uh, place to live. And so there was some emotional you know, uh, things that came with that. And then with transitioning into, uh, uh, a temporary living space. (laughs) And I've been so thankful for the people who have housed me, um, over these last few weeks, um, particularly my homies, uh, Pam and Emmanuel and their four girls. It's been fun to, to stay with them, but yo, it's been, it's been different. It's been different. And so, um, just kind of needed to pull back and, like have less things sort of vying for my attention. And so, um, yeah, I want to thank y'all for your patience. You know, I didn't get any hate mail, so I really appreciate that. <laughs> um, but I did get some really encouraging messages from folks just sharing with me about how God has been using this podcast in their lives um, and helping them to reshape their thinking around marriage and singleness. And for some, it was like, yo, it's just good to have somebody like co-signing on like what I'm already feeling and thinking. And so to all of y'all who sent a message, wrote a comment, shared, uh, slid in a DM, you know, all of that. Like, I just want to thank you for that. Um, it's been encouraging and it's, it's helped me to not quit, you know, but like to, to be sure to come back to this space and to finish the work that I sense like that God's called me to do. And so in the first half of the season, we really focused on uh, like really like casting vision about what singleness could be, right? That realizing that a lot of what we have come to believe about singleness and marriage and dating and romantic relationships like has been, you know, uh, cultivated 
shaped by the culture, been shaped by Disney, right? <laughs> you know, where everybody gets a, a happily ever, ever after and where relationships like always seems to be, you know, a part of some sort of storyline that the movie is just, it's not, it's not that good, right? Unless there's a romantic storyline. It just can't be an action movie, but like <laughs> people got to get booed up in, in the process. And that's just because this, you know, the world has kind of said that like, yo, marriage and romantic relationships are the pinnacle of the human experience. But um, I hope that in these first few episodes that you've come to realize like, yo, it's not. It's not the pinnacle of the human experience. And we see that in Christ, right? Christ comes and he has a full life as a human. And he does that without like putting a ring on it, right? Like he has a full life. And then he says to us like that he came that we might have life and that we might have it to the full in John 10, 10. And it's like, yo, if that's true, then I can have a full and abundant life regardless of my relationship status. Like God's promise to us isn't based off of our relationship status. And so I hope that that has been encouraging to you. Um, But as we get to like the second half of this season, I really want to start to shift to some more practical conversations around like, how do we actually live single, right? Like, how do we lean into the pros that we have in singleness? And I'm really, really excited about today's guest because today's guest is my dear friend and sister, Bree Carnes. Now, you can look her up on Instagram and all that kind of stuff if you want to, but she's probably not going to accept, accept your friend request because that's just not how she rolls. Um, Bree is uh, a speech language pathologist here in the, the Durham area, um, works in a school setting and like legit kills it at our job. I got to see a little bit of it over uh, the quarantine, <laughs> um, but Uh, Brie is one of those people that God has really used to help shape my thinking and my living as a single person. Like she was the first single person that I started to build a relationship with. And it was like maybe like months before we even like had a conversation about like, who are you dating or how are you feeling about being single? It was just like not a thing. And I remember being like so moved by that and just also like, encouraged by how she lived. And so I am very, very excited to have my friend um, on the podcast today. And man, I can't wait for us to glean from her wisdom. So Bree. Hello. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) Man, I'm so glad that you're here. Should we tell people how we met? (laughs) sure me or you you you. oh okay um so before I became a speech language pathologist um I was a teacher's assistant um working in special education and for anyone out in education one you know that you don't make a lot of money but if you're an instructional assistant or a teacher assistant you definitely don't make enough money um and so I um used to um braid hair as a side hustle to supplement my income. Don't anybody contact me and ask me to braid my their hair because I'm retired, okay? So just to be clear. <laughs> um, but I was in a coffee shop um, with some braids that I had done on my own hair and Yana happened to be in that coffee shop and we were sitting like a table away from each other and Yana turned around and was like, hey, I really like your braids. I was like, cool, thanks. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
and then she turned back around and it was I thought it was over and then she turned back around to speak to me and said um who did your hair and I was like I did it and she was like oh I think you turned back around <laughs> yeah I turned back around because I was like oh crap she did her own hair right and I have a big head and right. I have a you lot do. of hair you do have a big head and so I was like she's not gonna break my hair right and then she turned back around it's like deep would you break mine? And I was like, yeah, I actually do it as a, as a side hustle. I'll be happy to. So I gave her my contact information and, um, that's basically how the relationship started. And for all of you who are, um, well-versed in the hair braiding world, <laughs> whether you braid or you've sat in the chair, um, in front of the person braiding, you know, that you're there for several hours, depending on the style. And so we had, she was a repeating customer. So we had um, several hours worth of time where we were just talking and kind of sharing um, interest and um, those types of things. So that's how we met. And then from there, I think I was like, hey, you want to be friends? <laughs> After, I don't know, maybe like two or three times I had done your hair. I was like, okay, she's she's not crazy. She's cool. She loves Jesus. This could be good. Um, and then we started hanging out from there. Yeah, we started hanging out from there. And it was funny because... <laughs> When I first came to get my hair braided, like I was in seminary and yes. mm -hmm. we were talking about, I think I was like actually in an evangelism class. Mm -hmm. And so like my goal was to like share the gospel. Right. Super with Christian you. over here. Um, and then before I knew it, you were like talking about how you were a small group leader and um, some other things. And I was like, oh. Okay, bitch, you don't need right, that. I don't got to do this. But yeah, like this built a friendship from there. And, you know, I think you're like my first like real adult friendship. And what wow. I mean, what I mean by that is like, it's not somebody like that I've met because we were doing ministry together mm -hmm. or because we went to church together or something mm -hmm. like that. It was like, yo, this is like a complete stranger that I met <laughs> at a coffee shop. Right. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> And then, like, look at look at it now. Wow. Like, you know, friends, roommates. Yeah, I don't think we shared that part. Yeah, we're roommates. We're roommates. We're roommates. <laughs> we actually bought this house together. Yeah, we right? are friends purchasing a home together. Yeah, mm -hmm. because neither one of us could do it by ourselves. But and why not put resources together and move towards a goal? Right, mm -hmm. move towards a goal. And I was like, I'm not trying to give anybody else my money to just rent. Because um, <laughs> that is for the birds. That is for the birds. Mm -hmm. um, it's stupid. And so, oh, actually, stupid's a bad word in the house that I'm in. So I shouldn't say that. Say that. Um, mm -hmm. Sorry. Um, so let me ask you this question. Because, like, once again, hanging out with you, usually, like, when I hang out with somebody for the first time and we're, like, doing small talk, particularly, well, if it's a girl or a guy, like, some at some point we end up talking about like relationships, dating, singleness, like in the very first interaction. But that didn't happen with you. I don't I don't think it ever happened really until like maybe somebody else brought it up and I was like, oh, <laughs> she does have thoughts about that. But <laughs> how have you like just come to be so content in your singleness? Like what's that? What was the process? Mm -hmm. A process is what it was. <laughs> um, a very nonlinear process. Mm. I think um, that I had to sort of this like the spirit helped me to deconstruct my my perceptions of um, relationship status and what that meant. Um, and also like 
my perception of what like these um, life milestones should be and how I am to like kind of put them on for myself or should not put them on for myself. Um, so sort of deconstructing those things has, has helped me to um, be content in my singleness. Um, and that process was not void of like frustration and envy, um, annoyance, even like feeling repulsed by people. <laughs> okay, say more about that. Um, well, yeah, so I think that because um, like being married or in a relationship is put on such a pedestal in so many different spheres, not just um, not just in like secular world and the movies and stuff like that, but even in church, um, because it's put on such a, a pedestal, everyone is working towards that. Um, and I found that particularly in the in the Christian world, um, in the church world, that I, I didn't always feel that the people who were who had um, acquired this treasure were really worthy of it, mm-hmm. um, that their their actions um, didn't really seem to reflect like one that was worthy of 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 marriage, you know, like they were just out here wilding. And mm-hmm. it was just kind of frustrating for for me to see that Um, um and also that they, I could tell with with some friends or peers that they really hadn't come to an understanding of who they were in such an effort to like be married. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, that felt repulsive to me. I was like, ill, like, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want, I don't, um, I don't want marriage for those reasons. Um, and I also felt frustrated because those people seem to be getting those things, but their lives didn't really seem to have the fruit that would be deserving of that thing. And so I think that revealed that one, I might, that I had like a transactional view of who God was, that if I did this, then I would get this. Um, and so that was like maybe step one <laughs> um, of me, of this like journey to contentment and singleness um, that Nothing is owed to me, um, but God in his goodness has given us the gift of both singleness and marriage. Um, and so it was it was definitely a deconstruction process. Yeah. Were there other things that come to mind that you had to deconstruct? Um, were there other things that I needed to deconstruct? Well, let me let me say some things that I had to deconstruct. OK. Right. Like, so I always thought that, like. If you got married, then that meant that you had like worth and value, mm-hmm. right? Because at least one person in the world thought enough of you to like say, like, yo, I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with this person. And so that it kind of gave you this reputation, right, of of being worthy or having value or something like that. Um, and that was one of the things that I had to deconstruct um, as well, because uh, one, like, of course, like our worth as human beings comes from the reality that we are created, you know, in the image of God. But also when I read like Psalms 139 and it talks about how we were knit together in our mother's womb. Right. And that God wrote out every day of our lives before one of them was lived mm-hmm. like that. He somewhere else, it says he, he numbered 
you know, he counted the number of, of hairs on her head, like She's all of those lot. things. This is a lot. Mm-hmm. This is a lot, you know. Um, or that even when he says, like, how are you, how is it that your thoughts towards me are more than like the numbers of sand, you know, like it's clear like that we have a significant amount of worth and value before the Lord and that we can also experience other people like finding value in us, right? You know, friendships, parents, nieces and nephews. Absolutely. You know, like there are all these other kinds of relationships that can can speak to, you know, who we are um, as a, as people and, and being worthy of a relationship. And so I know that's one of the things that that I had to um, construct. And so you were, or deconstruct. So you're on this journey of deconstructing, um, essentially, which is like dismantling, you know, lies, um, fairy tales, X, Y, and Z. And so then what were the truths that you replaced those things with? Yeah. Um, I, um, was reading through Psalms recently and got to Psalm 73, um, a Psalm that, um, Asaph wrote and that Psalm really resonated with me. It, um, felt kind of, uh, biographical, (laughs) (laughs) um, but essentially Asaph is, um, frustrated by, by what, seems to be a reward for the wicked um, while he's kind of like standing out here in the dust. (laughs) Um, And I think um, Asaph's process was was a lot like mine um, and the truth that he came to um, kind of rehearse um, were the ones that were true for me too, the ones I started to rehearse. And so I think like Asaph in Psalms 30, 73, excuse me, he confesses his envy, he confesses his frustration. Um, and he's like, yo, dude, I purified my heart and I washed my hands and, I, and I'm innocent for nothing. Like, mm-hmm. come on, Lord, like, what's that about? Um, and he's like, and if I would have said this out loud, I would have been out here looking crazy. I've been keeping this to myself, <laughs> kind of like waiting for you to show me what's mine based on like based on the things that I've done. Like I purified my heart. Um, and then he goes on to say like, um, that he was embittered of continual confession. So like, he's kind of like, he's going back and forth, back and forth, like, why not Lord? But I'm still jacked up. Um, and then he says, yet I, um, yet I'm always with you. You hold my right hand. You got me with your counsel. And afterwards you will take me up in glory. Who do I have in heaven, but you? And I desire nothing on earth but you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart, my portion forever. Those far from you will certainly perish. So it's like, I just appreciated the way that he um, expressed this, like confessing, um, even like honestly saying like the things that he's angry about. But at the end of the day, coming back to who God is and what that means for him. Um, and how like the Lord is his portion forever. Like the Lord is a thing that will um, never fail his heart and is his strength. And I think that oftentimes when we're looking to a relationship or desiring um, marriage, um, 
those are the very things that we want, the things that God already gives us, the things that God already promises us. And so like he rehearses these things to himself um, and he, he resolves to say that God's presence is my good and I have and that he has made the Lord God his refuge. Um, and I think that in a lot of ways that has been my process, like everything that is good, everything that I need, I already have. Um, even though marriage is good and I can desire it, there's nothing that I lack. Um, I have everything that I need. Um, yeah, I think that those yeah. are the truths that um, I've come to accept. And that has sort of been my process. Yeah. Yeah. Now, y'all, the signs have been helpful for me. Yeah. Too. Particularly, you just said, like, like, there's nothing that I lack. And so thinking about Psalm uh, 23.1, like, the Lord is my shepherd. Um, I have everything that I need or the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want and I remember reading that and being like yo I want all the time I can give you a list of things mm -hmm. <laughs> right mm -hmm. that I want um, but to understand it as like the Lord is my shepherd you know I have everything that I need meaning I'm not lacking anything it it it, it requires me to put my trust in like the character of the shepherd yeah right that mm -hmm. The shepherd knows what's best for me. The shepherd loves me, you know, and because he loves me out of his love, he gives me good gifts. Um, sometimes his definition of what is good is different than mine. Mm -hmm. But because he is like the wise, loving, all powerful shepherd, then I put my trust in him. Right. Because in his wisdom, he chooses what's best for me mm -hmm. in his love. He. He executes what's what's best for me. Absolutely. Um, and in his power, it means that like he can do whatever is gonna be what is wise and loving for me. He's mm -hmm. not like a he's not like a broke dad. Yeah. Right. Who, who wants to, or a petty one. You or know? a petty one. Who's like just <laughs> holding the good snacks up in the in the cupboard above the refrigerator. It's like, come on, dad. Why you we know you went to the grocery store. Can you share that with us, please? <laughs> I love that. Yes, he's not a petty dad. He's not a broke dad. He's not a negligent dad. Like, and so because of all of those things, we can trust that wherever we are in life, that we have everything mm -hmm. that we need. We may not have everything that we want. We can always trust that we have everything that we need. And then you even talking about like envy earlier, using that word envy. I think it's in Psalms 70 or 37 where it says, uh, to not envy those who do evil. Mm -hmm. And so you were talking about like seeing all these other people get married and it's like, yo, they're not living their life right. No. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they <laughs> it's like, I know they've been out here doing some crazy stuff. Okay. 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 I don't even, but here we are. Here we it's are. It's okay. Yeah. And so I have, that's definitely been me. I've been in a few weddings where that's definitely been me. Well, that and I'm is... like, that is rough. That Lord, is help me. counseling right there. That's what you need after that kind of experience. <laughs> Been there, done uh, that. Man. Okay, okay. Been there, done that. Right. But realizing on, that. On, on the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that, that's going to be like a Patreon oh, like, exclusive. Okay. Y'all got to pay for that. <laughs> you got to pay for that. Um, it probably signed a, a confidentiality but, but yeah, um, but like it talks about how it's unwise to to envy 
like those who do mm-hmm. do wrong because at the end of the day, like they're not making God their portion, right? Mm-hmm. And God is our portion is the better thing. But which but we have to believe that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like we can say that. I can say that here, but like to believe that yeah. and to hold true to that, like it, it that dictates how how I live, mm-hmm. right? And it helps me to not focus on all the things that I don't have. Yeah. But like to really not only be content with what I do have, but to celebrate yeah. what I do have. And so, you know, Brie, I like to call you the the life's hype woman. Oh wow. Okay, okay. I'm gonna <laughs> put are, that on my resume. Yeah. Hype woman of life. <laughs> um like cause you're just like so adventurous and you're like, there are no limits. Like I'm grown. I got a job. I got money in my bank account. Correct. You know, <laughs> um, like for example, y'all right now in in our storage, Bree has a suitcase that like has all of her swimwear <laughs> and summerwear. And she literally said to me, if somebody calls me and says like, let's go to the Virgin Islands, like I'm ready to go. I'm ready. <laughs> it's two bags ready to go. All the swimsuits, all the summer clothes. <laughs> and so... Tell me, like, what do you love and enjoy most about being single? Like, how are you taking advantage of this time? Yeah. um, I think it goes without saying that um, when you are single, um, the your time and use of time looks different than someone who is in a committed relationship in marriage or dating even. Um, And so there's a freedom that comes with that, that um, is just really unparalleled. But I think it's helpful for me to answer this question by considering um, my love languages. And my love languages, I both give and I receive through acts of service and quality time. Mm -hmm. And like, freedom, (laughs) like the margin that is afforded to me as a single person allows me to um, really utilize those things well. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is such a gift. It's a joy that I can do that. Um, So yeah, I, it's how I get to know people through quality time. I think that um, one of my giftings is hospitality. Um, and I have like really unique opportunities to just like make people feel like they are home because I have the time to allocate to those things. Um, and I've had some really beautiful friendships that have come out of that. Um, really beautiful evangelistic moments and discipleship moments that have come out of that. Um, and so that is wonderful, like uh, certainly an advantage and one that I would really miss if I if the Lord would give me the gift of marriage. Like, I'm not really sure what I would do without that freedom of time. <laughs> um, but that that I have the ability to, you know, um, hop on a plane and go like watch my youngest niece while my brother and sister-in-law are at a wedding. You know, mm-hmm. like I love that I get to be able to do those things or that I can, um, I'm an internal processor that I like actually have the space 
to drive as far as I want to and spend time with the Lord and be like, um, I'm a little jacked up right now. Lord, can you help me out? Like, Tell me what you did this summer. So this summer I took a road trip from North Carolina to Texas um, and did a loop around back. But the primary reason why I did that is because I was feeling suffocated by the by COVID and quarantine and all of my all of my spears sort of colliding into one. And I just really did not know what to do with all of my feelings. And I have, I just felt like I had lost the sense of adventure. Like it was robbed for me during that time. And because of my, like my singleness, I had the ability to just like go, like I went, um, I went to help a friend um, move in um, in Texas. She was starting her postdoc work there. And so I just made it a thing. I was like, I need a minute and I need the Lord to really help me to resolve some of these feelings that I have that I don't I, I don't even know are there. Um, and those, I think, are gifts like like really that in the freedom that I have that I can really experience the Lord as my counselor, that I can go and steal away in the ways that are like edifying and meaningful for me. Um, and like, I really value that. Yeah. And you were gone for like, was it two weeks? Yeah. Maybe like two and a half, two and a half weeks. Yeah. And you stopped at various places mm-hmm. along the way. And some, and, and at some of those stops, you met a friend or you yep. were mm-hmm. by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just like enjoyed that quality time. Now I know that you talked about how you can just get on a plane to go watch your little niece, which is great. Mm-hmm. But I could also get on a plane to go jump in somebody's island water too. <laughs> yeah, we have done that. <laughs> we have done that. We've jumped in the plane yeah. to go to the Virgin Islands. Mm-hmm. We've jumped in the plane to go see our friend mm-hmm. in Dubai. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, did some ATVs mm-hmm. in the sand. I was, yeah, I was scared out of my mind. Yeah, but were. it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I did fall off my ATV though, so I was yeah, right. My fear was warranted. It was, yeah, it was founded. <laughs> and so, but um, yeah, we had you played with some camels, you know, like all this stuff. So this is what I mean, y'all, when I mm-hmm. say like life's um, hyping and um, hype woman. But I do love what you just said about like hospitality and having the space to like use your home in a way. Um, where other people other people feel welcomed and that they can find a refuge mm-hmm. there. We've we've had people find refuge in our home, and a lot of that is is more so like the environment that you've created <laughs> than me. Um, you know, I might clean, wash some dishes or something, but <laughs> but a lot of that is 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 because of of you. And I think that that's been really cool to see because I think singles don't really see themselves as being hospitable, mm-hmm. right? It's like, it's almost like there's this expectation that you have to have a spouse in order to be mm-hmm. hospitable. And it's like, no, like it, you can, if, if that's your gift, like you can just do that. And I think about how the other time I was homeless, <laughs> <laughs> guys, this is just life and ministry, okay? But I've, I've always had a place to lay my head. You know, foxes have holes, <laughs> Jesus said, I don't even have a place to lay my head. So, you know, um, but the other time I was homeless, uh, you essentially like took me, took mm-hmm. me in. That's crazy. You know? I forgot about that. Um, had a blow up mattress, 
You know, I had a key. You did. I <laughs> you forgot know? all about that. Um, you made me this grit bowl when I was like, what is this? Like grits and tomatoes and avocado and sausage. I never had anything like that before in my life, but it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. And so, yeah, there's like all these things that we can enjoy in, um, in singleness. And you've really taught me a lot about doing that, even in terms of like getting going after goals, mm-hmm. right? Like, and so you and I both have been talking about home ownership for like, I don't know, three or four years. Yeah. Um, and we're o- was open to the idea of doing it together, but was also like saving money just just to be saving money. Yeah. And, um, and then coming to this this place of of being able to do that. And so I'm realizing for myself, like I can have these things on my marriage, like bucket list like these are the things that I'm gonna do when I get married but just realizing like that there's so many things I could do now absolutely you know like Mm -hmm. really the only everything but sex yeah I was like that's the only thing that's That's like not on the table that's that's Um, it (laughs) you know (laughs) and so but everything else is is up for grabs which which makes me think about um and I'm gonna say this in a in a in a future episode, but I'll just say it now since it's on my Go heart. for it. It's your but podcast. It's my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I could be redundant. <laughs> but it makes me think about how Adam and Eve were in the garden, mm-hmm. right? And, and God says, like, yo, you can eat mm-hmm. from every single tree yeah. in this garden. That's All like, of it mm-hmm. is for you. But this tree right here, right. this tree, that ain't for you. And that ain't it, for here you. Here this joke go. <laughs> and... It's like there's so much that God has given us Absolutely. in singleness, mm-hmm. but there's like this one thing that we can't that that we're not supposed to touch. We're not supposed. Well, not you can, t- maybe not. This is one. <laughs> <laughs> the analogy is breaking down. Um, <laughs> they always do. It's okay. But it's this one thing, you know, that that we we can't enjoy, mm-hmm. right? That we're commanded not to enjoy. You can you can do it if you want to, but um, God is like, yo, like. Nah, that's not going to be good for you. Mm-hmm. And and so just thinking about how I don't want to be like Eve in the garden, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just looking at the the tree and the fruit of that tree that I can't eat from when I can eat from all these other things that are available to me yeah. in the garden. Um, and I think when I when I focus on that, like that's really the thing that helps me to move from contentment. <laughs> to uh celebration because it's a lot of good it's a lot of good trees out there it's a lot of great trees out there perfect for hammocking (laughs) (laughs) perfect perfect for uh (laughs) hammocking i don't i don't anyway (laughs) so you talked about this how one of the best things about being single is freedom Mm -hmm. right and in that freedom you know, like you can just jump in a car, do what you want to do, X, Y, and Z. Um, but like sometimes we can use that freedom in such a way where we think like, oh, we don't have to consider yeah. others. Like we can live so independently, right? Where we're not living in community mm-hmm. with others, but God's called us to live in community with others. So how do you intentionally put yourself in places where you have to consider others, where you're being held accountable to other people mm-hmm. um, and living intentionally in community. Yeah. Um, I would argue that um, as 
a believer that it is um, antithetical to um, the message of Jesus and the gospel for you to live your life in a way that you do not have to consider others. Yeah. Um, and so if I, if I or anyone, I think, who um, accepts the truth of the gospel for their own, as their own, um, is living in a way that does not allow them to consider others intentionally, then I think we should ask some serious questions of ourselves. Um, uh, like we were given the body of Christ. <laughs> um, and I think that we are actually supposed to act as if we are members of that body. Um, and um, each member of that body is a very unique picture of God's image and love um, and the ways that we can experience it. Um, and um, I think that we should be looking for ways to intentionally submit ourselves um, to a gospel community. Um, now, I know that people find themselves in all different dispositions towards, you know, church and what that means. Um, but according to your convictions, whatever your understanding of the church is, I think that you should be committed to a gospel community. And if you are doing that, like the Bible kind of lays out for us, you are bearing each other's burdens, right? You are celebrating with one another. You are holding each other accountable. You are um, spurring each other on. And there's no way to do that without intentionality. Um, and that takes time. Um, that takes a willingness to um, to um, be vulnerable and take risk. Um, and that takes... Um, knowing that your feelings might be hurt or there may be some point of conflict. Um, but I don't think that there's a way for you to intentionally um, consider others unless you are, have really positioned yourself in the body of Christ and in gospel community. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think about my small group or whatever that the equivalent of that might be for you. But I, I consider them often, like I'm, I'm wondering how they're doing. I, um, I want to celebrate them on their birthdays or I want to, um, help to alleviate some of their pressures, um, helping their with childcare or picking up something or calling them randomly to go for a walk after work or something like that. Um, yeah. And I think, um, <laughs> the, the choice for me personally, specifically the choice to have a roommate and to be purchasing a home with you is another way that I am like intentionally placing myself, um, so that I have to consider someone else because I could go live by myself and not have to consider anyone, um, but <laughs> we've, we, you know, we've committed to this investment together um, and I, I can't pick wall colors by myself and that annoys me sometimes. But <laughs> <laughs> or like, I just want to go buy this because I, I know it's going to look cute in the living room, but I, I consider you, you know, um, I consider you because considering you is a indication of my love for you. And I think that that is what we're called to as believers mm -hmm. to love one another and to love one another well. And I don't think you can do that without considering who that person is and being an intentional community with them. Man, that's so good, friend. I love what you just said about like 
choosing to submit yourself like to living life with with others mm-hmm. and so like in like choosing to not be miss independent yeah. or mr Indep- independent mm-hmm. but like to to choose relationships to to choose an interdependent mm-hmm. you know like like just based on the reality that we are a part of the body of christ absolutely right? we are and and what a gift that yeah. is like that we neglect when we choose to you know live our our best left best lives now um void of all of the other people that are actually living in your life <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not a best life that's an yeah, isolated life. right that's an isolated life yeah um but i know that it's like really easy for singles to live isolated or even to take on this like nobody cares about me yeah sort of thing or um yeah or choose isolation because you don't want to be held accountable. That's, a, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. some people legit, they don't want a roommate because they don't want to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want somebody to be expecting them to come home right, at night. That's real. Um, <laughs> you know, so they're mm-hmm. like, I'm going to live by myself. Mm-hmm. But like, yo, if you, if you got a, you know, if you have a, a issue with that, you know, maybe a, a form of accountability is for you to, to have a roommate mm-hmm. who can, who can walk with you um, in that, in and not just in that one thing, but like in life, right? Uh-huh. Um, because I mean, we hold each other accountable in a lot of things. Like particularly, you hold me accountable if like I'm sitting with my computer in my lap on the couch at like seven eight p.m. Yeah, You're like what are you doing with your what life? are you doing with your life? Close your laptop. Close your laptop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like needing that accountability because I know. And I've done this when you're not there. Like, I'll just be like, oh, Bree's not here. So I could just like, wow. Do you hear this, people? (laughs) It's okay. Oh, man. Um, But, but yeah, like, that's real. So we've talked about this a lot Mm -hmm. about how, because we can be in a place of contentment. Mm hmm. And like celebration and chilling mm-hmm. and like not thirsty, unbothered about our singleness, that sometimes it can be really difficult to support our friends who are not in the same place. Yeah. But who are really, really struggling with their desire for marriage. And so how do how do you actively support your friends who are are struggling and wrestling with a very, very strong desire for marriage yeah I um I think in all things I try to lead by listening um so I I try to listen really well um I try to listen really well to understand the whys and and um kind of the context around the strength of the desire um I, I I affirm in the areas that like the truths of the Bible give me permission to affirm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then I listen some more. <laughs> and to be real, like in my listening, there's always this um, impulse to kind of like share or impose my process or my journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always feel like the Lord the spirit like quiets that until it is time. So I think like really listening to the spirit um, and when it is appropriate to sort of like insert um, a 
a, a nugget of experience or uh, a passage of scripture or something like that. Um, but I, I, I try to listen really well. Um, I try to affirm where I can, where the truths of the Bible um, allow me to. And, um, and then I, I think that I try to invite people into my adventures, like into my experience as a single person. Um, part of that is just like reflexive for me because I am like very, I, I'm hospitable, you know, like um, I want to make people feel at home, not just in my home, but around me. Like I want them to feel at ease and welcome and like they're having a good time, too. And so I think that I just I invite people into little adventures that that the the same adventures that I that I'm excited about Mm -hmm. and that I'm able to experience because I'm single. Mm -hmm. Um, I invite those them into those and to the extent that I can. Um. Yeah. And then like, as I listen and as I invite them in, like I, I'm building relationship with them um, and the depth of that relationship um, increases. And then I have like the relational equity to say like, it seems like elemental P is the cause for your X, Y, Z. (laughs) Do you think that this is a fair observation? Mm -hmm. Um, Like what does... Like, what are the truths of the Bible say about this? Or asking bluntly, like, blunt, sometimes I've asked friends pretty bluntly, like, do you think that you could not have a full life as a single person? Um, but I know that that's a heavy hitter. So, I, you know, I have to make sure that, like, I really have built, built some relational equity with that person. Um, so I think that is how I support friends who strongly desire um, marriage. And I... I, even in that, like listening to the spirit, of course, and then checking myself um, because um, I'm in a place of contentment, but I think that it's easy to like um, create an idol out of that like sense of contentment and grow frustrated or almost like honorary towards those who have not reached this place of contentment. And so I have to kind of like take it back to I have this like mental checklist in my head because people often ask me like what's up are you dating like blah 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 and every time they do that I have to be like no this is why I'm extremely content in my singleness because I have these things and these things and these things and I feel like I'm lacking for nothing right and I'm emboldened by that and I think to a, to a degree it's, it's appropriate for me to but I always have to ask myself like are you are you actually content Right. That's one of my check marks. Do you have some type of grudge towards people who are married? (laughs) Right. Is this like a defense that you have Mm -hmm. um, that like is the pendulum swinging the other way, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, kind of embodying this idolatry or this pride around your contentment? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I have to do this, this like self screener every time to check myself. And then and then I'm usually like, okay, no, I actually am content. I actually am content in my singleness. Um, and I I have to do that self-evaluation when I'm supporting other people or even when I'm just sharing about my disposition towards my singleness. Man, that's good, friend. That's really good. Like there are a couple of things you said there that were really helpful that I want to pull out. One, you talked about modeling, you know, like in terms of like inviting people 
on adventures mm-hmm. with you so that they can get a picture of what it looks like to like live single, to like fully enjoy um, being mm-hmm. single. And you've invited me <laughs> on those adventures. And I've always been really thankful for that, whether it was like going to a concert or, you know, uh, we've done things like food tours and all these other kinds of things, like really like living, living our lives and enjoying, enjoying it, traveling, stuff like that. And so, um, and, you know, modeling is like such a big part mm-hmm. of discipleship. Yeah. Like you can, you can tell somebody all day to be content, but if you show them what it looks like, yeah, that that's a game changer. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a single male or female, and you got some older, some younger single people around you, or some older, older ones, or same age as you, any of them. We all out here struggling. Then, like, invite them. You know, create create community. You know, um, show them what it's like to live single. How to cook food for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, how to be mindful about your finances. How to save. You know how to work towards their goals, like model that for them and be in life with them. And that's another thing I hear is like, there's this withness, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that really helps with the loneliness. Yeah, it does. Right. Um, I remember when I was going to this church and like everybody there was essentially married. It was like three of us who were single. Um, and the other two were like roommates. So at that point it was just me really. Mm-hmm. And um, remember just thinking like, yo, I need to be in relationship with some single people. Mm-hmm. I need to be in a relationship with people who are having to trust the Lord in the same ways, you yeah. know, that I'm trusting the Lord. Um, and so if you don't have that, you know, like if you're single and you're uh, seeking to follow Christ, but you don't have like a, a, a group or a person, you know, who is in your life, who's having to trust the Lord, like the same way you are, um, I really encourage you to start praying um for 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 that there was something else you said um towards the end that I wanted to pull out but I can't remember Dang it. it oh well it'll probably come to me after um we end this but friend it's thank over. you it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you, you asked that because you got one more question. No. Oh. I was just like, if it's okay, that's fine. What's over? Just yeah. over, just over. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, man, I really appreciate you um doing this. You know, mm-hmm. I know this is like out of, maybe a little bit out of your comfort zone. Is this out of your comfort zone? I don't know. I mean, I'm not um very vulgar. Vul- mm edit that (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a very um verbose person Mm -hmm. um and I am an internal processor um so yeah I I think maybe not outside of my comfort zone I mean I know you it feels like a conversation um yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I remembered okay I remember here it is um this is what I want you to do oh okay okay so, because I I know you've done this a lot of times, you've mentioned about how when people ask you, oh, okay, people ask you like, Brie, why are you still single? You know, oh. or things like that. And so I want to all the questions or comments that are annoying. 
Yeah, all the things. So I, I want to like throw them out to you. Oh, okay. And then I want you to model oh, for the audience <laughs> how you respond to them. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> you can do it. I believe in you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bree, why are you still single? <laughs> um well I'm not sure if I'm the person that you should ask that <laughs> perhaps you should ask all the men that are out here <laughs> <laughs> um but um if you're asking if by ask me why I'm still single you're asking um how I feel about being single I would say that I'm very content um, and I'm content in my singleness because um, I have a very rich community um, that loves me and cares for me. Um, I um, am able to engage in the things that I love. Um, I'm able to serve the people around me um, and I'm, I lack for nothing. Um, and so, yeah, I'm content in my singleness. I. Um, I understand that both singleness and marriage are gifts um, and marriage is not a gift that is guaranteed to anyone. Um, the Lord has in his grace given us, um, created us in a way that um, we need community and he has given us multiple means for us to experience that community chiefly through him um and secondarily through his body and the rest of his amazing creation <laughs> so um why am i still single i don't know if i'm the person to answer that question but how do i feel about my singleness that would be my answer so i mean like i mean do you like want to date so i um I'm actually so content that I don't care that much about dating. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't care that much about dating. Um, however, like as I'm living my life fully, if somebody comes alongside me and they also are living their life full fully and, you know, we run in and we like, oh, snap, she we both running together and uh, she kind of cute. Oh, he kind of handsome. Like she got some good thoughts in her brain and she it comes out of her mouth really well too. And I'm like, oh, he got some good thoughts in his brain and it come out of his mouth really good too. <laughs> then, you know, we can hang out and see what happens. Like get to know each other as people. And then after we have gotten to know each other as people and we feel that we want to commit ourselves to an, um, an expressed like titled relationship, cool, let's do that. And then if after that we're like, hmm, this, you know, you might be all right. I think we could go a little bit further and we want to move towards marriage. I'm open to that. Um, but I'm not, I'm not looking, I'm not seeking it out. Um, because there's so many things before me that I can give, um, give my gifts and my talents and my, and my time to, and I'm enjoying doing that. I'm, I'm, well, I was trying to think of some expression that I can't think of. <laughs> What's not not seizing the day? I am um, receiving receiving the day. Um, yeah, I think I'm I'm receiving the day. Hmm. I mean, but Brie, you kind of getting up there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you in your thirties? I mean, don't you think you need to like speed the process up? For what purposes? I mean, don't you want to have children? Um, it, children are beautiful. They are gifts. 
Um, and if the Lord in his grace has marriage for me, um, and he also in his grace sees fit for us to have children, I am grateful. Um, however, I have so many opportunities and I think I would argue that we all have so many opportunities to care and nurture and love little people. Mm. And by virtue of my profession, I have an opportunity to do that. And because of how like I'm choosing to engage in my community, I also have opportunities to do that. So I don't like that desire to nurture. I have opportunities to experience and express that. Um, and, you know, there's, there's foster care, there's um, guardian ad litems, there's um, respite care. Um, there's so many needs in the community um, that that desire can serve. <laughs> you know what I mean? That I, um, I think I just choose to redirect or repurpose what is a um, an urge to nurture in the ways that are clearly needed. You know, mm-hmm. so children will be cool, but I ain't pressed. <laughs> Boom. Drops mic. Drops mic. I remember when I was like sort of in my process of like debunking the whole the whole singleness and marriage thing. And I was real like thug like with educating people. (laughs) But I would get very frustrated when um, friends or whoever would say like, oh, my God, you're such an amazing cook. Your husband's going to be so like lucky or and I'm like. That's really annoying. (laughs) You know why it's annoying? Because like, who? It's annoying because like I I love cooking and I love making people feel like welcome and at home and comfortable and like themselves. And I want anyone who is in front of me to to feel the benefit of the gift of service and Mm -hmm. in hospitality, because that's what the Lord has put in me. So it's not just reserved for this like ethereal husband that might come one day. Like it is for the friend that is in front of me or my mother who is in front of me or a niece or a roommate. Um, Because that is like an expression of who God is, who God is in me. Um, And so I had to like, gently educate people sometimes like hey that's a really unhelpful comment because one it's just not true and two you're experiencing the like the fruit the benefit of like me cooking well or me like making a home look nice like you're you're benefiting from that more way more than some husband that ain't here yet would you know um so no nah, that's good mm-hmm. that's good and it, it kind of just even reminds me of something you said earlier, just about how in being content that sometimes like wanting to be careful to not be prideful yeah. or hungry uh-huh. um, in that. Because the truth is, is like how how you have arrived here is by God's grace. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's through his counsel. Mm-hmm. It's through his tutelage, you mm-hmm. know, his teaching, his training, um, and all of those things that you've arrived to this place of 
of contentment and celebration, you know, about your relationship status. And I know I can say that that is true for me, that it's, it's definitely been a result of God's grace because there have been times, Lord, mm-hmm. I mean, you know about the time I locked myself in my closet and was crying. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know if y'all know about that, but oh, that happened. Well, um, so, but yeah, man, friend, thank you so much for uh, joining me on the podcast today. I just really appreciate you. Really appreciate you. Um, it's funny to me how sometimes when we're out and about, people are like trying to grab hold of me, mm-hmm. you know, because I got the Instagram page and <laughs> I speak in places. But um, I'm like, yo, Bree's the real gem. <laughs> <laughs> she's the real gem. That's feels too generous. Yeah. But thank you. But I'm like, she's the one who holds me down. Y'all wouldn't see half of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if it wasn't for her encouragement. Um, so yeah. Friend, would you pray for um our listeners um around some of the stuff we talked about today and really like that they would they would live single? Yeah. Um God, we thank you so much for who you are, um, for um the sacrifice and gift that is your son, and that through him we have the ability to um, commune with you, that we have the ability to come to you in prayer, knowing that you hear us, um, that you love us, um, and that you're not withholding anything good from us. God, I hope, I pray that you um, help us to confess any areas of envy or arrogance or, or frustration that we may feel um, as we process our singleness, um, but that we, like ASAP, in Psalms um, 73 that we would just be honest before you and say the things that we feel um, and like ASAP that we would um, adopt these truths for ourselves and um, that you would help us to write it on your on our hearts um, that we lack for nothing um, Lord and that everything that is good comes from you and we have you so therefore we have everything good um, Lord I pray um for those out there listening, that they would live life um, and they would live it fully, um, that they would embrace the inheritance um, that they have um, through um, your son, Christ Jesus, um, and that they wouldn't look back. <laughs> um, yeah, that they wouldn't look back, Lord. Um, I know that it is a process, and I pray that the Spirit would really um, minister to those who are in a more difficult place in their process, um, that they would feel affirmed and loved in the comfort of your Spirit and also the comfort of a community, um, Father. And if they are not in one, I pray that um, your Spirit would um, solely but surely soften their heart, convict their hearts. Um, to insert themselves into um, a community of people that can hold them accountable in their confessions of faith um, and their um, relational status as it stands, Father. Um, But that they would just have people that could speak truth over them. Um, Yeah, it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Hey, y'all, thanks for listening today. Um, As always, I hope that you were edified and encouraged by this episode. And I do hope that you found this episode to be God glorifying. So hope to see you next time.